welcome back to another episode of the Better Not Perfect podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Shay Butler. I am an author of the book, Better Not Perfect, From Hot Mess to Life Success, A Woman's Guide to Learning, Loving, and Being Herself Unapologetically. And if you joined us on our last episode, you were able to meet the magnificent Dr. Odo Butler, my better half over here, aka Dr. Boo. Uh, We talked a little bit about the Power Couple podcast that we did together. So, Doctor, you want to say hey to the audience? Hey, everyone out there. I'm happy to be back on the show again. And um, if I'm on again, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send her a contract. But <laughs> I um, no, I'm I'm really happy to be here and and talk about the book, talk about the chapter that you want to talk about, and just you know kick it with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we kick it a lot, and I think that's what makes our marriage successful. Oh my gosh, is that a term people use anymore? I don't know, but it's a <laughs> term I... we're using on a better, not perfect podcast. So <laughs> hang out. I, I don't know what you know you use nowadays, but. We're hanging out whenever you're spending leisure time together <laughs> the most go. modern terminology may not be kicking it but for the butlers and for the better not Ch- perfect community I, we chopping it up yeah and we're calling it kicking it i don't feel right saying chopping it up with the wife <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but yeah, all right yeah. all right so you're taking me off script so we're gonna come back to it so okay. we're talking about chapter six today and chapter six is called love and everest both worth the climb and you all know because you've been following along um, with the podcast to know that I every chapter of the book I start with the lyrics of a song so this one was the OJ's and because the chapter is love and Everest both worth the climb mm-hmm. I picked stairway to heaven mm-hmm. and um, it may be familiar to some of you it's old school like old school old school but it's timeless in that it's really about love and You know, the lyrics are, here we go, climbing the stairway to heaven. Here we go, walking the road of ecstasy, taking a load of the whole world off our shoulders. The door is wide open for you. The door is wide open for me. I wish I could sing that song. I I broke right into it. (laughs) I know, I know. I love the OJs. But, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, we set it up in chapter five. We talked about our the origin story of our love, the yeah. origin story of our relationship and how we met. Um, the book goes into further detail, but we really took the time to just, you know, touch upon a few uh, points that we thought were important to um, share with the audience about, you know, what to look for when you're um out there dating and you know thinking that you may want to launch into a serious relationship we talked about the point that i had just come through and i was on this journey to better i had pivoted and started to realize after a period of my life in which i was just way off track and drawing all types of negativity toward me that i wasn't ready for my boo over here because i had all this stuff going on but as i launched on my journey to better that I became open to love and that love ultimately transitioned into marriage. So in chapter five, we talked about what that dating experience was like and we shared a few things from there. But today, I guess, you know, we keep it real when we talk. So 
feel free to keep it real with the audience today. We're talking about marriage and we're talking about that, you know, um, sometimes people think, or I, let me reframe it. Sometimes I thought that, you know, once I had this love in my life, everything would be perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and that, um, and I often tell brides who are planning weddings, spend less time planning the wedding and more time planning the marriage Yeah, because yeah. the wedding is a day. The marriage is a lifetime Yeah, and you enter it really, really wanting it to work. Mm -hmm. You really do. And, but it's a climb, you know, it's, it's, and it's worth the climb, right? And it can work. Don't, you know, there's all these stats out there telling you how it can't work and how it will not work, but it can work. And I think that it takes some dedication. It takes some commitment from both people and it takes some work and it takes some growth and it, you know, you have to be humble at times and sometimes you have to be bold to be able to share how you feel or what your thoughts are, but don't let your feelings um, take yeah. away from your love. Yeah. And that, I'm glad you said that because in chapter six, one of the things I talk about when I define love, I say love is not an emotion. We get it wrong. We think yeah. that if I feel a certain way, if my palms sweat and my heart beats and, you know, yeah. I just have this butterflies in my stomach, that's love. And when that goes, it must mean I'm no longer in love. But that is not love at all. That can be a symptom of love, <laughs> you know, but um, symptoms subside. And the the real fact is love is a decision. Yeah. It is not an emotion. And yeah. I mean, I still get butterflies, you know, I do, you know, and, and I, I'm grateful for that. Um, but butterflies come and butterflies go because there are times in our marriage where we have had some challenges, mm -hmm. um, some real struggles. And, um, as, and there were times where I didn't feel love but I made a decision to not go with my feelings. And I think we should qualify it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think there are some no-go zones, right? Like, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, some people, it may, it may be infidelity. It may be someone's trying to hurt, physically harm you. It may be, there are some no-go zones, right, in in life. So it's not we're not suggesting that you know, you're just like, you don't see what's going on and mm -hmm. you're just, you're, you're just blind you duty. You stay at all costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're not, we're not suggesting that. We're not, but we, I think we may, we believe mm -hmm. that people let a lot of things come into their marriage that they don't have to. And I think it leads to regret. I think it leads to people throwing away a good thing when they don't have to. Right, right. So we often say, you know, stick around till the love comes back or stick around till the feelings of love come back. Don't leave before the miracle happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I think that the attitude that we established in our marriage, because it's not we first of all, I encourage everyone to do premarital counseling. We yes. did. Yes. Um, I will also say that um, when you're dating, the issues you see in a person while you're dating are the issues that will persist. They do not go away because you said I do. The same yeah. issues I had when we met and we're dating, the same yeah. issues. I'm less so because yeah. I'm on the journey to better. Yeah, yeah. And same with Boo over here yeah, yeah. with Odo. You know, um, same issues before we were married, uh, carried into the marriage. And so 
And they were sometimes conflict zones for us. Yeah. Uh, we had different attitudes about money. We had and, and finances that we had to sort of come into agreement on. Yeah. We had we had debates about things we didn't even understand that we would have debates around, like education and educating yeah. our children. Yes. You know. Yes. I came from private schools. You know, pay for education at all costs. I, I came up in the public schools and. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to earn your way into the sec, sec, um, separate track. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we had some real yeah. like rows about things that you could you wouldn't even thought to maybe capture in premarital counseling. But yeah. it's important to go to premarital counseling. It's so important to go because it's important to at least set some ground rules about how you're going to deal with conflict and relationships and 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 with marriage. It's funny because it's like when you go on, when you get with someone and you say, we're gonna go on a trip, mm -hmm. we're gonna do something, let's go on a vacation together. You sort of have to agree on where you're gonna go and how you're gonna go there. Mm -hmm. And you know, you even talk about what you're gonna bring. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about marriage, and you may even bring in an expert to tell you about the place mm -hmm. and, and, and the different ways to get there. so. Marriage is a journey. Yeah. It is a journey. Yeah. And you already have baggage when you show up. <laughs> you already have yeah. baggage. So you have mm -hmm. to kind of work out, hey, is your baggage going to work with this? And my mm -hmm. baggage going to work with this on this journey that we're going on? And you're not alone. You bring all your family stuff. They bring their family stuff into the situation. And it's not a bad thing, but it's important mm -hmm. to seek counseling. It's important to understand how to work together through it because there will be challenges. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my audience knows, and um, so it's no secret to you, boo, because you know, because you lived it. Um, you know, in our dating relationship, we had a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what were we about, like four months into yeah, yeah. the dating relationship? And then we found out that like you said in the last episode, you knocked me up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or I became with child, for those of you who have problems with the term knocked up. Yeah. Um, but how we manage that situation, I think actually was a precursor to how we've handled conflict in our marriage. And yeah. um, that we didn't point fingers. Mm -hmm. We didn't tear each other down. We didn't mm -hmm. say, oh my God, we're here, it's your fault. But we actually said, okay, we're here. How do we support one another through this? Yeah. Through, and, and even though you understood it was my body and my decision, you ultimately, you you didn't say, well, what you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> tell them what you said, boo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah. Yo, you want me to tell the story? Tell, you can tell them. You don't have to tell the whole story, but you can. I just set you up to tell them what you said, you know, as we were standing over the clear blue easy pregnancy. <laughs> Awkward what, moment. Wait a minute. Uh, what did I say? Hold on. What did, I, what did I say? I'm trying to think about this. You said, so, well, I'm paraphrasing here. I got it right in the book, though. Okay. You said, I know it's your choice and your decision, but I'm here for you. And wow. I, no matter what, you decide I am here for you. So I'm willing to be a dad, 
you know, and I will be here. I mean, and <laughs> you love, you told me, you said all the right things. It was my choice. So you didn't say you're going to have this baby or you didn't say you're not going to have this baby. You just said, I know it's your decision. I know it's your choice, but I'm here. <laughs> Man. And that's all you needed to say because that's yeah. all I wanted to know. Yeah, I and, and I was, but I'm just laughing at myself because I was such a boy, and um, <laughs> and but yes, 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 I do remember feeling that. I I, I don't remember how I said it, mm -hmm. but I do believe I I knew I felt that way, and um, <laughs> but I was a kid, and and yeah. so and this is you didn't. You didn't I didn't show know what your that fear. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, you showed confidence, and yeah, and so, yeah. but you told me you would. Oh, I was scared panic. out of my mind. <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. Um, but I knew, I knew enough not to show it. I, I was more scared of that than going to combat. Uh, and so, <laughs> war's end. <laughs> so. But, uh -huh. well but, that child is now 18 years yeah, old yeah yeah and 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 while it's, and it's still you, freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> that's the death shay's like calm down it, it's it's man this has been the biggest and i tell shay i said i'm so glad i knocked you up i um <laughs> because i couldn't have planned it out this way i couldn't have um understood this i mean being a father being a husband is the best thing that's ever happened to me and so as you're going through the process, you don't know what that commitment is, what that, what you've, but I'm glad, I'm so glad for it, but man, it is. But, but let's be clear. And I think we need to clarify that it wasn't like I said, I'm pregnant. And he said, okay, let's get married. No, 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 it no. wasn't that. Yeah. I mean, there was, we knew that we were still very young in this relationship yeah. and, and we knew that we really were digging each other. I knew that I loved him. He took a little longer to figure that out. Oh, well, this is the thing. Oh, can I? Can yeah, you I, okay. go right in. I'm on your show, right? Yeah. <laughs> I um when I um when I knew I knew you're beautiful. I knew I was into you. Um, when we met and talked, I mean, it's easy to do, right? However, when I didn't want to be so infatuated that I didn't take the time to really say, you know, how do I love, do I love this person like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to learn how to love. And so I think when, um, and, I, and I probably, you know, share too much in our conversations as I was working through this process, and I didn't have, you know, you're trying to find the right counseling mm -hmm. and the right, um, conversations as you're trying to build your family because now it's a new concept of thinking about your family and I remember um, in our little apart in that little apartment mm -hmm. I had um, when you were laying on in the living room mm -hmm. with Koa mm -hmm. and I saw you guys and he was so tiny and you were laying next to him I knew right there there was no doubt in my mind that I loved you to the end of the earth. There was no doubt in my mind that you were my wife. I knew no doubt in my mind that I wanted to build a family, that we would grow old together. I Like at that particular moment, mm. it crystallized in my mind. And so I can't speak for other people. I, I, I can't tell other people what they to think or do, but that was my moment. 
I mean, I, I, yeah, I was attracted to you. I liked you. You were a great person. I loved you. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was committed mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. I knew it. There mm-hmm. was there was no mm-hmm. distractions at that point. And, you know, it, it was really a good thing, like, you know, because it forced us to take us, because you didn't rush in with a proposal, it mm-hmm. forced us, and, and I don't even know, that I would have accepted it because I would have felt that it was just about the baby. Mm. And the one thing I needed to be sure of is that it wasn't just about the baby. Mm-hmm. And so it it we had to pivot and we did. We figured out how to, you know, we used to just jump in the car and drive to Montreal <laughs> and jump in like drop of a hat, right? Yeah, jump in yeah, the car yeah. and drive to you know um connecticut and just do stuff so we couldn't like so our dating changed but you know you still kept your apartment i kept my apartment yeah and we were dating but we were like dating with an infant it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but we were still we understood even though the my my mind understood there were times certainly of Mm. angst in my heart Mm. you know because as I was getting to know, the more I was getting to know you, the more I was falling deeper, more deeply in love with you. And then because uh, everything was just so unsettled, but it was so bizarre and, I, and it's so interesting because I've said this to, to women who are sort of on this verge of, is this the one, is this not the one? Um, and, and they're pondering how they feel about the man that they're dating. And I hearken back to my experience and what I've heard some of my uh, mentees say, uh, that the one indicator that I think is synonymous for us is that there was sort of this peace or this tranquility or this um, feeling that this was different. And that um, there was less anxiety about where this was going to go. There was, it was almost like this is internal knowing that this is going to go someplace real and significant. And I have peace about it that I can't really explain or describe. And, and I mean, in the most tumultuous of circumstances, you know, my parents, I had, we had to shield each other from each other's families because <laughs> yeah. my family was like, okay, yeah. you're pregnant. What? So what? You know, yeah, are you getting yeah. married? I'm like, well, I don't know. Or that hasn't come up. We mean, it hasn't come up, you know? <laughs> and yeah. then your family was like, who, who, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so we had to shield each other. And that was the other thing that I think that, if I were to, to talk about, if I were writing a book, and maybe this is the next book, because people keep asking me, when's the next book? But that remedy in marriage, we've always shielded each other yeah. from any outside influence that would come in and stir up the pot toward negativity. And sometimes the, the people or things that stir up the negativity, they don't hate you. They're not trying to hurt mm-hmm. you. They're just trying, they're working in, the system that they're in or their belief system that they're in. And sometimes that's not the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's really good to have your foundation, whatever it is, however you can find that foundational core, because sometimes the the things closest to you will challenge you on your commitment to building your family, building your marriage. And you have to be strong. You have to be strong Mm -hmm. with family, with friends, with community, Mm -hmm. all those things. You have to know what you want. Mm -hmm. And stick to it. 
that's why love is not just with the heart, it's with yeah, the mind, yeah, right? Yeah. Because that is mental toughness. That yeah, is, yeah. that's why love is a decision. And that's why we talk about intentionality about in our love and marriage relationship, we have to be intentional um, about what we let in, in terms of whose advice we take. We're yes. really careful about that. Yes. So ladies, if you've got a bunch of single girlfriends giving you marital advice, stop right there. You know, find a woman who's been successfully married and have her speak into your life, you know, yes. or find a woman who's been divorced and who, but who's willing to be open and honest about where she might have erred and, and, and talk about her part. Not just what he did, but what she contributed. They can sometimes also give you good advice on what not to do. Same with men. I mean, really, you wanna you wanna surround yourself with people who are doing what you wanna do. Mm -hmm. um, if you're into music, you wanna be around musicians. Mm -hmm. If you wanna be, if you wanna be anything, if you wanna be in finance, you be around bankers. You know, you know, don't be around musicians. <laughs> so it's not going to work. So you want to be around people. If you are caring about building a marriage or building a family, try to. It doesn't mean that you don't love people. It doesn't mean that you don't care for people. But try to surround yourself around people who support that, because there's a lot of things you don't need to learn by experience. Right. You need to learn through. Right. You can learn from the experience of yeah. others. And to be clear, we're not saying. Um, just going back to the example, we're not saying you, you can't be a banker with friends who are musicians, but you don't want your musician friends giving you financial <laughs> advice. So that's... Versa, you don't want your bankers trying to play you your band. You don't want your bankers, like, you don't want them grabbing the sack. No, you don't. You just, you don't want that. So, so... Yeah, yeah. There might be some banker out there who can jam. I, know, I don't know, right, but, maybe, but, 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 yeah. but the point is you want to surround yourself with people who support the things that you're moving towards. Right. And you wanna mm -hmm. you wanna do, and I think that's probably why people are looking at your book. I think that's probably why people are watching this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's because they want to they want to be better. Right. They don't have to be perfect. Right, right, right. No matter what it is, no matter what the takeaways are. I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things on this journey to better, and this happens to be the last segment. And this segment, we're talking about love relationships and yeah. and 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 on the journey to better. So so really that's what today is about for those who are aspiring towards a committed relationship that will lead to marriage, those that are aspiring toward marriage or on the verge of marriage right now, or those who are in marriage and, and everything is going great and you just want some confirmation, or those who are in marriage and things aren't going so great. And that's when we get back to the the decision piece, right? You know, I, I use it as an example, like forgiveness. Forgiveness is also a decision. When when someone you love hurts you and comes to you and says, I'm sorry, and if they deeply wounded you, even if you say, I forgive you, in that moment, you won't feel like everything just doesn't fade away, what they did, um, it doesn't fade away, but you made a decision and later the feelings will follow. And I will never forget one great piece of advice that I received years ago was a person told me about the 80-20 rule. Do you know the 80-20 rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. tell the audience what the 80-20 rule is. So the 80-20 rule is this, is that a lot of times the person will have someone or have a situation where it provides 80% of what they want or need, mm -hmm. but they'll be concentrating on that 20% that they don't get. Mm -hmm. 
and be willing to sacrifice that whole 80 mm -hmm. in search of this 20%. Right. So you have, in practical terms, you may have a spouse who is, you know, had your back through graduate school, <laughs> uh, comes home every night, you know, pays the bills on time. Um, but maybe he's not charming and romantic and buying you flowers. And, and that's the 20% that you don't have. And you've given every kind of hint and mm. you've nagged him to death about these flowers that you want regularly, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and nothing seems to be making any change that this, he's still not bringing you these flowers. And, and this is just an example. So you up and you leave him because you want romance. Yeah. So you go out and you find your 20% guy <laughs> yeah. who's giving you all the romance in the world. But when you mention going back to school, mm -mm. when yeah. you mention, hey, the bills are in, you know, can mm. you give me a hand with this? Mm -mm. It's not what I'm about, but I can bring you some flowers, you know. So that's that's a hypothetical and it's a simplistic example. But it really is that you see a lot of people who leave their marriages or their relationships in pursuit of twenty percent, it starts with respect. Mm. It starts with respect. I, um, I think that being able to share your feelings, being able to share your thoughts, but doing it in a space of respect, mm -hmm. um, can allow for space for love. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, people don't respect each other, whether they're together or away from each other. Mm -hmm. So, for example. If there's this twenty percent that you're not getting from someone, but you need to share it with other people, mm -hmm. who don't in a way that's disrespectful to your spouse, mm -hmm. and they're vibing on that, mm -hmm. it kind of creates this experience where now you're not showing your spouse that respect at home, mm -hmm. and it's it's, it's snow building, it's building on itself, mm -hmm. snowballing. So I think that um, respecting each other is so important. I know it's like something that. It's like a lost art in today's society, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, you see people not respecting each other in so many different realms, mm -hmm. and even people who are quote unquote in authority are not to be respected now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so mm -hmm. anti any of those things. But what it does is it creates this environment where there's this instability. There's this environment where people compromise themselves, and then they become prey for other things because the structure isn't there. Mm. So what we don't want is for you to become prey. So we are... To the guy just, with the flowers. To the guy, <laughs> to the guy with the flowers. Right, right, right. Um, you know, just continue, you know, continue to evolve. You yeah. know, um, there are things that that I know that we were sort of surprised that um, things we never thought we'd get from each other because we, you know, badgered each other. <laughs> about them for years and yeah, then yeah, yeah. all of a sudden as we mature and we grow yeah. we start to see those things start of to take shape yeah but we didn't give up if we would have said this is never going to happen yeah you know um we wouldn't be here that's true and here true. is the most wonderful place in the world <laughs> you know so... but i'm biased no. so your homework for the week you know, we're on this journey to better, and better is so important. Remember, we're not aiming for perfection. We do not have a perfect marriage. We'll be the first to tell you. This man has stuck by me through so much. He's helped me when I buried my mother in times of grief and despair and trauma. He's been by my side through my struggles and battles with alcoholism and addiction 
and you know and i've been by his side through some yeah. crazy stuff too and vice versa yeah, right, absolutely right but yet and still through it all we decided to keep our family together yeah we decided to stick around till the love came back yeah and um we decided to forgive one another and then the feelings of forgiveness came back around and, and i know this is a little bit out of order but no. before you even met me, mm -hmm. you decided on choosing love and family. Wow. So that happened before you met me. Wow. So, yeah. you know, I'm at a point in my life where I can see that. Yeah. But you you chose that before you met me. That's true. So Thank you, you already you already you were ready to be a wife before we met. Wow. And so yeah. like mm -hmm. all everything so if I can look back over time, mm -hmm. your maturity in that space mm -hmm. about how what it is to be a wife, really, not in some superficial way, you were already working on that. So that's it made things it made things work. So Thank you. You you just plugged the first five chapters in my book of <laughs> Better Not Perfect because it really was about the journey toward better. And part of the journey toward better was how I could be a better person and learn to love myself so that I could love someone mm. else. So that's where I had to, again, and I say this in every episode because it really is what Better Not Perfect is about. I had to learn myself, love myself so that I could be myself unapologetically. And there was that piece of being a wife that I knew I wanted, mm. but I couldn't love someone else until I learned to love me first. Wow. So, and that came with the de decision. You mm. mentioned the deciding factor. So there was a time when I had to make a decision. Was I gonna give up and believe that a good man wasn't out there and that love wasn't out there? Um, or was I gonna keep my heart open and be receptive? Mm. And so there within made all the difference. And that's what attracted me to you. Oh my gosh! Like I, I'm sorry, we going over, but no, that's, that's what nice. that's what attracted me. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I mean, really, that's what attracted me to you. I mean, yeah, you know, you're pretty, you got a great smile, you're witty, and all that stuff. But really, it was, and you always say, I'm attracted to your. I was attracted to your heart, and mm -hmm. that and that piece. So, Thank well, you. he's got me blushing. Uh, right. So. So we're going to end on that. But before we do, we always strive toward better. So one of the things I want you to think about are in the 80-20 series of life, if you are if you have a partner uh, that is um, a, maybe a relationship or maybe even a marriage, what is your 80 and what is your 20? Mm -hmm. and, and start to think about that a little bit more and assess where you are. Take your temperature. And think about love as a decision. Think about where you find happiness within your space with your partner and individually. And I encourage you all, um, always, I'm all about counseling, I'm all about therapy, I'm all about whatever you need. If you can't get couples right now, because that may be a big ask from your partner, um, work with individual, work with individual therapy or counseling. And, um, and and then just stay committed and keep at it and um, you will find that better is on the way. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tuning in again and I look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to view 
some previous podcasts, you can go to my website, www.drshaybutler.com. That's www.drshaibutler.com. And there you'll find my social media handles. Follow us. Definitely click like on the videos, subscribe to the page. Just stay connected. We want you to stay connected. There's more to share. And um, thank you to my guest. And you are uh, amazing. And I appreciate having you as my life partner. Thank you for having me. And I didn't know you were so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Things you find out about yourself. (laughs) Take care, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.